Welcome to Shameless Plug, a podcast where we talk about music, media, life, and all of their intersections. I am the host. I am your host, Xavier Madison. And let's see. Last week, we got a new Future and Young Thug tape. Pretty dope. Based off first listen, it's a little run-of-the-mill, but Future sounds really energetic. I'm loving the intro, but I will say I'm kind of disappointed with how Young Thug sounded on the tape. 
And as a matter of fact, this year I haven't been that impressed with Young Thug in general, except for that Carnage EP he had. But yeah, Beautiful Thugger Girls was not exactly my forte. But yeah, anyway, we also had Young Dolph, the unkillable MC, released an album, Thinking Out Loud. And right off the bat, I only heard the single so far, but I feel like Young Dolph has one of the most underrated voices in rap. That shit sounds so good on some speakers. It's one of those voices that you can't listen to with earbuds, so invest in some speakers and get familiar. But we also had a Snow Allegra album. Snow made the song Time, which was sampled on the closing track for More Life, Do Not Disturb. Also, I think at the time of recording, it's Drake's birthday, so happy birthday, Drake. But she has a beautiful, natural, almost kind of raspy voice, so check her out. She had some dope features on there. She had Logic, uh, Timbuktu. She had Vince Staples and Vic Mensa, I believe. But yeah, she has this kind of nostalgic quality about her, so I highly recommend you check out her album. I think it's called Feels. And let's see. Oh, H-E-R, her released an album, but all the songs on there were already on her previous two projects. This time they were just like consolidated, I think. I think it's really just called The B-Sides also, but I don't know. Also, check that out. But something low-key that I think a lot more people need to go listen to is I Was Very Bad, one word, by IDK. Really underrated album release, so check that out definitely. Um, I think he actually just did an interview with High Snobiety, if I'm pronouncing that right. So check that out too. But yes, we did have a good week coming out. I was listening to all that fantastic music, and that's just the new shit. You know I got a classic recommendation ready for y'all. And this week, I'm recommending The War Report by Capone and Noriega, a.k.a. CNN. That right there is some real classic New York rap shit. Just two straight-up MCs ripping 19 straight tracks. It's 20, but I'm not including the intro. But yes, check that out. They were on the playlist last week, I believe. So this week, they won't be on the playlist. And I think we're going to have a guest make the playlist anyway. So they definitely won't be on that. But check out last week's playlist, episode 9. All of that is available on my website, shamelessplugmedia.net. And speaking of shamelessplugmedia.net, don't forget to just check out the website in general and read all the dope articles on there for you. Right now we got the father of modern hip-hop, a look into how Andre 3000 predicted the future of rap on The Love Below. And we also have a written edition of Overworked and Underrated, this time featuring a producer. That producer is Michael Uzururu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But if you don't know, Michael Uzururu is a producer who has ties to acts such as Vic Mensa, Vince Staples, and the man himself, Frank Ocean. And like Frank Ocean, Uzururu is a low-key soul, so get to know him with my article. But speaking of Frank Ocean, everyone knew that this episode was inevitable. At this point, I do not need to introduce anyone to the man that is Frank Ocean. Before he was globally or even legally known as Frank Ocean, though, Christopher Brew, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, bro, Brew, was born in Louisiana, grew up in California, and from there he began writing for other artists such as Justin Bieber, you know, Sierra, and he and James Fontleroy, I hope I'm pronouncing that right too, they actually worked together on many occasions, and if you don't know, James Fontleroy is, um, He's a singer, songwriter. I actually played one of his songs at the end of last episode. I actually played two of his songs. Um, one was called Anywhere But Here, and the other one, I forgot. I'm sorry. But they were both by James. 
He was actually part of a group called uh, Cocaine 80s, orchestrated by No ID. But I digress. This episode is about Frank Ocean. But yeah, check out James Fondley Roy. He also had a full version of Fertilizer, the song off Channel Orange. He rips it, so definitely check that out. Also, check out the Lonnie Brew collection in general. It's 66 songs of reference tracks sung by Frank Ocean. And on occasion, James Fauntleroy, so pretty much all the songs are written for other people, so don't get hung up on the lyrics. Speaking of songs written for other artists, uh, Thinking About You was actually originally written for Bridget Kelly, but as fate would have it, well, you see how that situation turned out. Haha. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that is the single that really broke him out into stardom. But it wasn't quite superstardom. He would achieve that with the release of Channel Orange in general, but you could also pinpoint it to the letter he wrote. And you probably are familiar with that letter. It's on his Tumblr somewhere, but essentially it is him talking about how he fell in love with a man and how some of the lyrics on Channel Orange can be interpreted as him singing to or about a man. So... Yeah, it really opened up a lot of doors for other artists and people in general just to be comfortable with themselves. So it really transformed him into more of an icon, and I think that's pretty dope. Uh, Channel Orange is probably one of the best R&B albums to come out this decade, and so is Blonde. But you guys have probably been familiar or have already heard that story before, so enough with all that background shit. Let's talk about the current Frank Ocean mania that the music world has been engulfed in ever since he dropped Endless and Blonde. And since dropping two albums, Frank Ocean went from a mythologically reclusive R&B singer to a full-fledged superstar. Just today, or maybe yesterday, ID released a 32-page photo spread featuring Frank Ocean and a written piece by him. And the whole music world really just stopped in their tracks to talk about it. I mean, hell, it was the first thing I opened up when I woke up this morning, and that was before I even got out of bed. But all this Frank Ocean hysteria did not just appear out of nowhere. It was a steady buildup ever since he dropped off the face of the earth in 2012. But since turning his fans into fiending crackheads, he's had everyone and their mother tuned into his every move. And for proof of this, see the picture of him simply eating french fries that went viral this past weekend. And for a man without a public Twitter or Instagram profile, his following is very impressive. If you've listened to a couple of his songs on YouTube or are a big fan of him, then you're probably bombarded with the hundreds of video essays by like Rap Genius or just other people dedicated to analyzing his every word, being, and breath. The man is a superstar. And before I get any further, let me just say that this episode is completely biased because I am a very big fan of his. If you haven't picked up on that from previous episodes... But before I get into that, I think it's worth going into just on how Frank Ocean came to be the person he is today and how he came to be so beloved by everyone, not just his hardcore fans, but just about everyone who's even heard a song or two by him. And really, it's impressive when you consider that he doesn't have the biggest public persona. You don't really see him posting on Twitter or Instagram. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the only social media he has publicly is his tumblr and he doesn't really post that much on there i don't believe um but i will say that he does interact with his fans 
in a very, you know, innovative way, even though he wasn't the first to have a radio show. But I do think that he did perfect the format in which he presents the radio show. If you don't know, he had and kind of hosted Blonded Radio on Apple Music. I think there are only seven episodes. I'm actually pretty sure there's only seven episodes. But essentially, there were like a sporadic radio show that would come on in the wee hours of the night in which Frank Ocean and Friends would play some of the songs that they were listening to, I guess, or that they just liked or that helped inspire them or something. And really, it blew up. It really resonated with fans. I mean, the music on there was great. I will say that right now. There's been a lot of songs on that radio show that have been on my playlist. But without that, I mean, he also did have just a crazy year in 2016. And so after releasing those two albums, Endless and Blind, he really did keep his fans fed for a while. But alas, they wanted more. So right off the bat, I'm pretty sure he premiered Chanel, Raph, Biking, Lens, and Provider on Blonded Radio. I think those are all the songs he premiered on there. And on top of that, he also had remixes to all those songs, with the exception of Raph, which he had just two different verses. But both of those verses ended up being on the official release of Cozy Tapes Volume 2. But yes, the other songs or singles had um, remixes and versions that feature other artists. And uh, well, also with the exception of Biking, which the remix was actually just a solo version, but both of those are available on Apple Music. So I guess really only uh, Chanel and Lens have those features. Oh, excuse me, Slide On Me also has a remix. So yeah, there was like a lot of stuff going on. There really was no format to it. So that's why I think it's hard to even try to categorize it. That's why I don't think there's any really point in even attempting it. But Chanel's remix featured ASAP Rocky, Lens' remix featured Travis Scott, and Slide On Me had Young Thug. So, I mean, Frank Ocean is a very diverse artist. He can obviously mesh well with all of them and have it sound organic. So besides just being talented in his own lane, he can obviously mix and match and really go in any direction he feels like. And let me also rescind one of my earlier statements because I said the only thing I liked by Young Thug this year was his Carnage EP. I take that the fuck back. I also enjoyed his remix of Slide On Me. That was dope as fuck. But he's actually did a complete 180, Frank Ocean that is, in terms of being this completely you know, reclusive star to still being a somewhat private figure but supplying his fans with a constant stream of content really. And... Let's see. I think I actually made another mistake. He did release another thing. It was a freestyle over a 2 chains beat. So the point is, on Blonded Radio, there was a plethora of songs and freestyles and just Lucy's being released. So he's really been more in the public eye now more than ever. Not to mention that he also had a string of... Um, there weren't. It wasn't a tour. He just did festivals. He was like headlining some festivals. I know he canceled a couple, but he, I think he did do like three or four. So yeah, this is more than he has ever done, and I know that for a fact because I probably mentioned this before, but I'm still salty over the fact that he canceled the concert I was supposed to go to in Detroit. He was supposed to be here in 2012, and he canceled the day of. I get he has a lot going on, and I you know don't hold it against him, obviously, but. That would have been probably the best concert of my life. So with Frank Ocean being in the public eye now more than ever, it's only natural that his popularity and the general intrigue in him would increase. And 
as I probably mentioned before, this is a positive thing, I think, for many artists. And I even had a whole podcast episode dedicated to why the whole concept of bandwagon fans is a good thing, if it even really exists at all. But what I didn't get into on that episode that I kind of want to go into now is just the general concept of fans that can take something that is just so beloved by so many people and drive it into the ground to the point where it just becomes exhausting. You just get fatigued with your favorite artist, show, you know, movie, and all of that. Any type of media that you happen to enjoy. So right now, I'm just going to say that I did re-record this portion of the episode because it was originally dedicated to just just the discussion of Frank Ocean. And I even had a whole like outline written out and I was going to follow through with it. But I decided that Frank Ocean has been analyzed to death at this point. And there's nothing new I can say about him, new or interesting, that you probably haven't heard before if you're already a fan of him. So instead, I would just rather go into the direction of his fan base and what it means to have obsessive fans this is different from my podcast episode five this isn't about bandwagon fans you can be a day one fan you could be a fan today and you can still be an extremely obsessive fan and i just want to talk about what that means for an artist and the fans that you know aren't that obsessed but with all this mention of frank ocean without even playing any of his music i think it would only be right for me to play one of the songs I mentioned earlier. So if I can locate it, I'm about to play for you guys one of the remixes that was featured on Blonded Radio. I'm not sure exactly what episode, but it is a really good one. It's really hard to find these days. So if you do enjoy it, you can point people to Shameless Plug episode 10 and show them this remix. So enjoy. I can't I can't see so about it Sometime in bed I'm still behind like a sister I ain't got no muscles on it Wrong side of average See peeping at the people Coming with your life, see low Three strikes in a row, bingo Three strikes in a row, bingo that's low, oh, that's low. Uh. I screamed when I saw the dance on Janet Jackson. I'm screaming from the top of the planet. When I first saw my sweat, they were laughing. But my big bags, you leaving damage. I'm higher than I'm up and up and ladder. I'm balling, I'm balling on all you struts. Got you riding in your far and you living it up. Fronts 21s and them backs and them dubs. Jeffrey got a mink on, he look like a cub. Riding in the rules of your way from the world. Oh, it's the song and I'm feeling the grudge. Oh, it's the song and I'm seeing the girls. Oh, it's the song and I'm seeing the thoughts. Oh, it's the song and I'm feeling it worth. Oh, it's the song and I'm serving the plus. Oh, it's the song and I'm serving you drugs. Oh, white Molly, I snip it off her. Oh, y'all yeah, a hoe while I tangle my bus. Okay. All white hoes in their guts. I mean, all type of hoes in their guts. Bad black they drinking it comes. Okay. Told her when she come, I won't drink a little summer. Okay. Molly biting down, man, I need me some gum. Okay. Cop me so done, I'm gonna turn up a bum. Hey, hey. 
slide on me, first slide on me, next slide on me, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. For your mentality, you play ball, you run 515 at least three times a week, Glen Park down the street. Waiting on you to tie every tie with victory, play so savagely. Always fighting with them you grew up with. When you lose, you don't cry, but you low key sad to see. Uh-huh. If we cut like some champions, you'll redeem yourself. You'll sleep happily. Uh-huh. Smiling, I'm still working while your dream pop. Uh-huh. I can never let a scene stop. Smiling on me, I don't think they get the point pop. Uh-huh. They forgetting that it's me. I, I keep telling my gone. Well, I. I'm just all day running numbers How the fuck you think I live? Too many heads waiting for my downfall They're like something's gotta give Boys in the building, give me updates like they know the weather If you ain't in the streets, you can't see the sky I'm out here, I can see the sky And it's paradise On the regular Side on me, side on me Yeah, that was Frank Ocean slide on me featuring Young Thug. But back to the matter at hand, I think that there has been an increase in the amount of fans who are just really, really into the form of media that they're obsessing over. So I know that sounds redundant, but what I'm saying is that um, with the advent of the internet, and social media there has been an influx of just memes fan pages remixes covers dedications and a lot of them aren't of great quality so with that being said there is a abundance of shitty fan made you know content for an, a brand or an artist and to that extent i don't think it's ever going to stop so with social media you know we have the miracle of freedom we can post essentially and do essentially whatever we want so long as you know we're not uh, impeding on other people's you know rights or lives and with that being said we're also subject to viewing other people's content and part of that is you know being subject to 
viral memes of extremely stupid shit that is associated with something that you love. And they're really... There's clearly a line, I think, between being a mega fan and being like a stan, being obsessive. And I think that collectively we have crossed that line as a species a lot of the time. I think that sometimes people people get into pissing wars to show off how much they like a certain artist just so they can seem like they like that artist more. But I think it's only natural that things like that happen in this day and age. And I know that's not the answer a lot of people want. I know that it's not the miracle solution to annoyance and just being peeved off by a lot of the shit you see on the internet. But the truth of the matter is you can't stop people from liking what they like. And, you know, I was in that boat. I used to get, you know, really annoyed by people who would claim they were fans of something and not know, you know, a lot of the details associated with it. But, you know, those things come with time and people want to get their memes off. People want to go viral. So it's just part of life. It's part of the process. And I do think that, you know, it's kind of corny, but who am I to tell someone what they can and can't obsess over? But I do think that this does happen to artists like Frank Ocean a lot of the time because he is so off the grid and he is so, you know, reclusive from mainstream society. So there is that wanting to know more about him. And in us wanting to know more about him, we kind of mythalize him, you know, if that's really the right word. We kind of turn him into a myth more than an actual person. And so um, we get caught up in just their image. And I do talk about image a lot. That's a common trope on like all the articles on my website, shamelessplugmedia.net. But I think in this day and age where everything is visual, it's, you know, relevant more than ever. We want the image. We want the brand of Frank Ocean. That's why you see so many Frank Ocean copycats popping up. And I mean, some of them are good, but a lot of them are trash. But yes, we just want brand. We want anything that is even slightly related to our favorite artists. And just to go back to, you know, more about episode five, you can see that with Donald Glover, you know, the more reclusive, the more introverted he became, uh, the more famous he became, the more his fans started to straight up adore him. And, you know, that's not to say the quality of his work didn't improve significantly, but I do think that there is a formulaic way to staying relevant and being famous. And part of going off, like going off the grid is part of that. So if you're an aspiring artist out there who just so happens to be listening to this, I think that the best way to market yourself really is to, I mean, if you already have some discernible talent, is to, you know, blow up. Uh, to the best of your ability and then just kind of disappear after that kind of you know i like to call it the last airbender style just like when people need you the most you kind of just fuck off but i mean you can even see that the frank ocean drought four-year drought it just it just blew up into this anticipation that just became this moment it became a cultural moment really the when blonde came out when endless was streamed it was more than a music moment it was really like a cultural it was of cultural significance People associate Endless with that stream, and that stream is associated with Frank Ocean, you know, coming back into the mainstream. So there definitely is a formulaic reason to why artists like him become so memeable, you know, just so like uh, so mysterious. They have that mystique about them because in order for uh, artist, um, superstar, anyone who's trying to be famous to be, you know, very famous is to have a mystery about you everything can't be exposed people have to want to learn more about you 
So you have to you have to make people go out of their way to search things about you, and then that's what's gonna make them a fan. They're spending their free time looking things up about you, so of course they're going to you know associate with you. They're gonna be your fan. And so when it comes back, you know, full circle to the annoying fans, the obsessive fans, and people that just don't know how to just enjoy things peacefully, the best advice I can give to you is to just kind of block it out. Uh, art, you know, at the end of the day is always up for interpretation. So as long as you take something unique away from that art and infuse it into your own creations, you're still enjoying it in your own unique way. Um, I think everything is becoming centralized in the future. I think uh, convergence is the future. So with that being said, of course, everything is going to eventually become mainstream. And there really is no underground anymore. The internet kind of got rid of everything underground from hip hop to, you know, movies, art house, all of that. There is no more underground. Everything is at the tip of your fingers. The only hard part is really just paying for the subscription to watch or listen to it. So I'm coming to the end of the episode, and I know that this was supposed to start off uh, and be a whole episode just talking about Frank Ocean. But like I said, there's nothing new I could have told you about that man. He is just so popular that I feel like what would be more intriguing is just the dissection of this obsession people have with him. And I think that at the end of the day, we need to learn how to you know, enjoy things in a healthy manner, but we can't control how other people enjoy things. So we just have to let them do them. And we just got to make our own art at the end of the day that we can call our own and, you know, hope someone obsesses over that shit someday. But yeah, that was episode 10. I cannot believe I have done 10 episodes of this shit. Thank you for listening. If you've been listening, don't forget to check everything out on shamelesspluggedmedia.net. Like I said, also really exciting. We are on iTunes right now. So if you just go to the podcast app on your iPhone and you search Shameless Plug, uh, you can find it. It's going to be by me, Xavier Madison. So if you want to help me out, it would be great if you subscribed. Currently, only like half, the most recent half of the episodes are up. So I'm trying to work on my RSSS feed to fix that issue. But that will be fixed in the near future. Don't you worry. But yes, subscribe, comment on my website, all that shit. And just give me feedback. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good month. Have a good life. I love you all and goodbye.
Too much, I'm out of 